Welcome in to episode 23 of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast, week five preview. We're going to recap some Thursday night football that just wrapped up the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams won by just a finger, and that was an exciting game. There were some ups and downs, some... There's some things to talk about, some fantasy implications for some some Seattle players that make some people, not me or you, because we don't really believe in drafting Seattle players, um, no, but some things that are going to make Seattle, Seattle fantasy managers pretty sad. But let's just dive right into it, Travis. The Rams, Seahawks, Rams won this game. They, look, I'm not going to say that they didn't deserve it, but they definitely had some help from the helmet of a Rams defender. And was it the helmet or the or the hand? But either way, Russ gets knocked out. Looks like he has some ligament damage to that middle finger on his throwing hand. He left the game and ended up with a stat line of 152 for one touchdown and an interception. Geno Smith came in, almost let him back. But Rams win, like I said. What are some takeaways that you saw? Well, I think, first of all, there's going to be some very unhappy Russell Wilson owners. And rightfully so. You always hate when your quarterback goes down, especially on a Thursday. You can make some adjustments, go for some higher upside guys over the rest of the weekend, but that's tough. And I think we both agree this is probably not going to be a speedy recovery. Um being that your fingers are really important as a quarterback. Yeah, you need those to play football. Yeah. Even Russell Wilson needs his. But Matthew Stafford, 365, I mean, it looked ugly, especially for the first half. Everybody was on Twitter was like, what's going on with Stafford? Is that like his stat line, or is that like the version of Matthew Stafford he is? Like, he's like Windows. (laughs) Matthew Stafford, 365. (laughs) Right. It's it's, it's like Windows, you know? Uh, It's not Windows. It is not a Bible verse, Matthew 3, 6, 5. It is <laughs> Matthew Stafford for 365 yards and a touchdown. Easily could have yeah. been a second touchdown. One weird pick. Why did he not throw that away? I'm not sure. I um, think he was. I think he was trying to – I th- think he thought that that was far enough away. Throw it in the Why stands. he didn't – yeah, launch that. I don't understand. Yeah. I, look, granted, I know it's hard to distinguish me from an NFL quarterback – but I don't understand. <laughs> Think you could throw it in the stands? I, I could I could throw it over those mountains out there, you know? Like three six. Either way, Rams yeah. go to four and one and my my Super Bowl I mean my uh MVP pick turns around in the second half, lights it up a little bit, gets the win on the road in Seattle, which is always tough to do. So Cooper Cup, Robert Woods both had good days. We saw a workhorse tight end sighting. I think he had two catches, one for a touchdown, saved your day, and, and Tyler Higby. Other than yeah. that, we saw a lot of missed field goals. Uh, we saw back-to-back kicks out of bounds by yeah. Gay, which was something you don't see a lot. But the most random play of the night actually came on a blocked punt that was yeah. scooped up by the Seattle punter and punted again across the line of scrimmage, and nothing was done about it. And both you know, sides were looking at each other like, have you seen this before? What the heck is going on? Something was said about it, though. <laughs> something was said about it. They went, So 
if you've never watched a Thursday night or uh, was this on? I, I forgot who who gets the broadcast for these, but Mike Pereira. It might be Fox. Uh, yeah, it was but Fox. I think yeah, Mike Pereira is the the NFL rules guru that they bring on here, and they're like, Mike, what's the rule? And you probably don't get to talk about this very often. He's like, Yeah, he's like, you know, there's a rule. He's like, You can't kick it twice, so this is gonna be coming back. <laughs> and then they're like, All right, yep. And uh, the Rams have accepted a penalty. They'll be um, they'll be taking the ball. And he's like, Yeah, there was a new rule this year that you can actually kick the ball <laughs> twice. <laughs> like he was very. I was on the sure. golf course or. Living in retirement when they changed the rules. Sorry about that. I don't know if he got a text message from someone else. It's like, hey, they changed the rule in this one after he had said what he said. Because he got into it. He was very much like, yeah, I don't ever get to talk about these. You know, yeah, you cannot kick it. You know, that you yeah. can advance the ball, like using his terminology. And then he just has to, well, turns out you can kick it. So glad I'm here. Yeah, that was a weird um, play. Everybody was like, what's going on? But the the right. Rams find a way to pull it out against the Geno Smith second half Seahawks. So yeah, I'm happy. You know, Geno, Geno didn't look bad. Geno didn't look no, bad. Didn't. But talking, we don't have all the information yet. So let's we're not going to be super premature here. But uh, assuming that Russ is either not going to be 100% or going to be missing time, DK, really all the weapons for Seattle are going to be hurting here. DK had a touch, a nice throw by Geno Smith, but you know, as backups go, the team didn't prepare to play Geno Smith. So give yeah. give teams some time to prepare. You know, your boy Lockett five for fifty seven. I, I I don't know where that came from. That's not who Tyler Lockett is. That's not who he's always been. A five for fifty seven, <laughs> eight or nine games in a row guy. Mm. But to our listeners who uh-huh. listen pretty consistently. This is a third in a row. Some some would call that a dynasty in, in uh, the sporting world. <laughs> so he's well on his yeah. way to a dynasty of mediocre games. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he, I can't talk um, about the Seahawks anymore. I can't stand those guys. Yeah, uh, DK's fine. Running game looks. I love meh. DK. I do love him. No, the dude, the dude's a man. Weird hair though. Looks dusty. What what does that even mean? It it just looks like dust. It's like it's so light blue that it looks like like frost or dust. It's like morning dew is still in his oh, head. Oh, oh, right, like his hair. Br- brush the his water hair, off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, in, interesting choice. I'm sure he learned that up in Seattle. Uh, let's talk the big three games for fantasy this week. We're breaking down three of the most fantasy impactful games because going through the entire slate takes five ever. So here's the first game we're going to break down this week. Browns and Chargers both slotting in here at 3-1. and one. It's being played in L.A., an over-under of 47. They've got Los Angeles, a two-point favorite in this game. Um, Travis, what, what are some things we want to look for, I guess, with, with the Chargers here? Chargers side, um, Eckler got it done big time for you last week, but he's running into now the Cleveland number two running back defense in the league, and they're not messing around on that D line. It'll be this is a matchup that is going to be really interesting for Eckler. He's obviously I don't think going to get anywhere close to repeating last week, but you got to start him. It's going to be probably a rougher day for him, just like it was for Dalvin Cook last week. Um. Sure. I'm wondering, can the wide receivers bounce back against the Browns? And I don't know that they can. 
Cleveland's run defense is great, but their pass defense is also great. They're you know they're number six in the league in fantasy points allowed to uh, the wide receiver position so far this year. They have allowed one receiver on the year to go over 85 yards, which was Tyreek Hill in week one. So given that, it feels pretty unlikely that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can both have good days, but I think one of them will be fine. It's just so hard to predict which one. I don't think they can both get it done against this kind of defense. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a tough sledding for the Chargers offense. I trust Justin Herbert. Not Nothing against him. It's just this defense is playing very solid. At first, I was thinking maybe it was just the competition they were playing, but really putting on the Vikings last week who aren't short on weapons. This defense looks legit. The The Browns, though, on the offensive side as well, there's some questions there that have to be answered because the Chargers aren't bad on defense either. The Chargers are actually the number two wide receiver defense in the league right now, and Cleveland does not have wide receivers to spare. They have a wide receiver who hasn't been himself you know, I look personally, I think that there's something to be said that the best play Odell has ever made, he made with one hand. Okay? Which tells me he has one good hand and one not so good hand. What what So you say, Baker needs to start honing in on, on throwing to that side of his yeah, body. His, yeah, his right hand. He needs to be throwing at his right <laughs> hand. Um and really that's that'd be my strategy. Uh nothing nothing but routes on, on the left hand side of the field. So that it's straight o- across the body to that right hand. Um, but in terms of the running back viability in this game, you can start both running backs um, in this game. LA's good against the 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 running back. They're they're decent. They're kind of middle of the pack. Um, but in terms of role, I like Chubb a little bit more in this game than Hunt. Not just because he's the RB one for their team, but because LA is actually number five. Uh, they're the fifth best in receiving yards to the running back position this year. So. Not that Kareem Hunt can't have a good game. I'm Like I said, I'm starting both of these guys, but I think that you have to kind of yeah. temper your expectations for receiving work to Kareem Hunt or at least the success rate because they only have Odell. And so, you know, inherently, Kareem Hunt is going to see that volume. But I, I would kind of temper expectations because this team is legit. They've got playmakers all over the field. It's going to be – I don't – the – the over-under is 47. I am probably taking the under on this. Yeah, I think that's too high. I agree. I think Chubb, it kind of feels like Chubb is due for one of those 150, 160, and a touch or two. Um, Hunt yeah. has outproduced Chubb through four weeks from a fantasy perspective. And that, that's so. got to... That's got to chap it, the people it, who draft Nick Chubb. It does, Chubb. but like, I think it's a get-right game for Chubb. I really do. You know going in... <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're scattered throughout the schedule. Nick Chubb's going to do well in this game. He's their offense. But it's got to, like, there's no, at least I can't think of another team that has two top premier running backs that you're like, man, Nick Chubb's going to smash. Yeah. Unless his backup does. You know, I, we talk about Tony Pollard all the time. Yeah, that's he's a different, that's a different level. He's, he's Kareem not, Hunt could start <laughs> on probably 25 teams. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no legit. Joke. He's, he's that good. The Lions and the Vikings play this week, Travis. The Lions have been let's let's They're say exactly adverse to winning what I thought they this were. year. They are they suck. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they are 0-4, and the Vikings are next-door neighbors to 0-4 at 1-3. High over under here at 49 points, but the Minnesota Vikings are 9.5-point favorites here. I can't say that I blame them. The Lions give up the most yards um, on the ground to oh the boy. running back. and I feel like that's a stat that you could probably to... repeat for the last five years. Yeah, it's like, oh, Detroit gives it up on the ground. I truly, I truly believe that Dan Campbell wants to build that team from the trenches out. Unfortunately, they only gave him so many draft picks, and you know he home run in Penny Sewell. You know that team does look like they should be a lot worse, but they, I will say they don't feel like they've played other than this last game against the Bears, which just was ugly. They haven't played like an zero and four team, you know. If I were to show you just yeah, just the first half sure. of all the fir- of all the games that they've played, you'd be like, "Man, that's a playoff team," and you just you do, you forget about the second half because yeah. that's when they're like, "Yeah, guys, like we could win this game, or we could get to Baskin Robbins before they close." And they so far they've been choosing Baskin Robbins, and I can't <laughs> even say that I blame them. The problem is they they come back in the in the locker room at halftime. And remember that it's Jared Goff now, mm-hmm. and then they realize we have no chance. Right, right. They forget that in the first half. So it's really demoralizing when sixteen runs. They back actually in call Jared Goff Matt in the first half. It's like you can do it, Matt. You get out there. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard all day. You're our guy, Matt. We believe in you. You're only allowed to call him Matt for one half, and then when you can't call him Matt anymore, it gets really ugly. Right. He just gets really mad. He's like, if you guys keep calling me Matt like 13 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. <laughs> but t- speaking about the Lions. Who, are some- you starting everybody for them, though? Are you, I mean, all their weapons. What? No. The three weapons they have. <laughs> Which weapons? Uh, it's still same story. Like, if it, you're uh, – honestly, it's not even let's, – let's talk about that real quick. This is disgusting that we have to talk about the – weapons of the lions because yeah but there's there's three startable pieces on a week-to-week basis for them there i don't think it's it's going to grow at any point in the okay. year it might hawkinson are you talking about hawkinson and then both the running backs because uh, yeah. jamal williams is a flex for me you have to start swift this week um minnesota gives up yards on the ground but but in 12 teams or uh, 12 team leagues or deep leagues i feel like jamal has produced enough to where he's going to be in a lot yeah. of flexes some, probably some RB2s sure. giving out all their sure. running back injuries yeah. so I mean, far. Jamal, yeah, you can definitely play, especially with um, Campbell coming out and saying they're going to have a hot hand approach. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Anthony Lynn. But I hate Dan Campbell a little bit just for him saying, like, you're going to see a whole lot more of Swift. And then he gets eight rushes. Like, cool, awesome. And then he comes out what after What he meant was you're going to see a lot more Swift if Anthony Lynn feels like going that way today. You're going to see him a lot on the sidelines <laughs> when the camera pans over to him. Like, you're going to see a lot of him. We are definitely going to have a sign yeah. that says he's right here. Make sure the camera's there. He looks too cool to be on the sideline, too, with the dark visor. Like, yeah. he just looks like somebody that will wreck your game plan, and they're not letting him do are it. Are you – I? you know what? What I really hate for anyone who is desperation playing Quintess Cephas, I'm sorry – but now Khalif Raymond is the new hotness there. He is he is the yeah, he's yeah, a superstar wide receiver. Like how did you not know that? But what about the Vikings, Travis? What are the how are the Vikings looking this, in this game? So so just real quick with the Lions. You're good obviously with Swift, Hawkinson, yep. you you drafted yep. him early you, enough to where you, you have start to play Hawkinson. Him. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um Vikings side, 
the one win Vikings. Jefferson and Adam Thielen have not gone over 75 yards in the same game this year, which is really hard to believe with how good they are. Wow. Yeah. And what kind of years they had together last year. It was like they were bouncing off of each other last year. And now it's like, you go, I'll go. Yeah. Um, there was some narrative about games. that decreasing, though, this year. I think a lot of people thought that their offense boomed because defenses were so slow with the COVID year last year. Yeah, it could be. I, I think this is probably the first game of the year that we see both go over 75 and have good days. I hope it's so. Just, it's just you want to trust both. And you're going to play both. They're both great receivers. It's just weird. I think it's more coincidence that they haven't done it in the same game yet. And yeah. then Dalvin, of course, is a must start. Oh, for sure. Detroit's terrible against yeah. running backs. I think yeah, worse than the league. This is a smash so. match matchup. Like if they're outside, outside of those three, though. I mean, yeah, you can start Kirk if if you're if you mm-hmm. need him, he'll be fine. But outside of those three position guys. We kind of want to wait and see again with Conklin. I think people got burned by him a little bit last week after yeah. there was so much hype. And then Madison can't get enough with Cook healthy. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Detroit's actually pretty good against the tight end. So I think Vikings win this game. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, just weapons-wise. What about what about the Cleveland game? You think Cleveland or Chargers? Um, I, You know what? I, I'm going to – oh, that's a, mm, that's a tough one. I, we didn't really cover wins or losses in that game. Uh, and I was kind of happy to have ignored it. But now, since we are here... Just, just a quick quick gut sure, choice. I'm going to go Cleveland. I feel Cleveland in this game. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Until that defense is, is given a really hard time, Yeah. it's hard to go against the way they run and they're, the, how stout they are. So let's go uh, Cleveland yeah, for me this, too. It's, like I said, low-scoring game. This one will not be a low-scoring game. The Chiefs... Game of the week, I baby. can't wait. And it is a Sunday night game. I might, I might do a Sunday night live stream. Just, just calling it. I might do a Twitter live, and I might. It's going down. I might give uh, some broadcast uh, fun to this game. Uh, Chiefs and Bills, holy points. And I say that because the Chiefs are absolutely god-awful on defense, and the Bills are not good, yeah. or are not good at not scoring points. So at your, you're starting everyone in this game. Don't. We're not mincing words. You're not starting Josh Gordon. You have to, Travis. You're not. You're. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not. So you want me to? I'm playing just you a, two just leagues. A point of I'm not going to do that yet. Just how bad the Chiefs are. They're the worst team against the quarterback this year, and the Bills actually have a pretty good quarterback. Huh? Who would have thought? The yeah, yeah, the Chiefs have given up the wide receiver two. Like three weeks in a row, and then it was the wide, or the quarterback four in Jalen Hurts. It, would, it was Lamar and Jalen Hurts. I mean, this two Josh Allen is in their category yeah. of rushing, so it, it's a match made oh, in heaven for this weekend. This they they look the Bills aren't going to shut out the Chiefs, but like since there's not a ton, we have to like actually break down like tough decisions who you're going to start. Um. Let's make some bold picks. All right. And some picks that might be safe for this game. Kind of a kind of a high low in terms of risk here. All right. Um I'll start. I'll start. My bold pick for this one. Um I I think the bold pick here is that Tyreek Hill gets under fifty yards. Oh my god. No. Yeah. In a yeah. shootout? Yeah. 
If Tyreek Hill has under 50 yards, the Bills are rolling the Chiefs. Look, the, all right, so I say that. I say that because the Bills are top. F- because you had to say something bold. I had to say something bold. Like, like what am I going to say? Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire <laughs> isn't going to be a, a running back one. Or, like, what if. <laughs> I can say, oh, man. I applaud you for going this is bold, like but if this over, is a 57-point over the top. This is no way <laughs> up there. This is top of the mountain. We are going. Like, Tyreek Hill under 50 yards, I, there's a good chance I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I'm 100% going to hit the blow-up button. Everyone will know. I'm going to put it on Twitter. No doubt. Know, but look. Th- if Tyreek Hill goes under 50, that means Josh Gordon's going for 100. No, no. It just means Travis Kelsey and, like, Meikle Hardman had a touchdown. Stop trying to make Josh Gordon so a Mahomes thing. Throw, Mahomes is throwing under 300 yards in this game. No way. No, I. He could still have a good game. I just think Travis Kelsey's going to be fed a lot. But that the like we have it here under our Bills tab. But the Bills are top five in every fantasy points against or fantasy points for category. Like they're top five against the quarterback, Thank you, against Texans. the running back, against the tight end, and they're number one against the wide receiver. Something's got to give. Tyreek Hill is really good. Something does have to give. Uh, Levi Wallace and Tredavious White have been outstanding this year in coverage. And this Bills offense just scores points at will. There's going to be, like you said, something has to give. And I think it's going to be the Chiefs defense. This might be the highest level of focus from a Bills team that we will have seen in the Josh Allen era. I think they come... I think they come into this game just absolutely ready to rock. Yeah, they're two and two. I mean, and lose. Think, yeah, they're probably going to lose. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's in Kansas City. It's it's in Kansas City. So you're not beating Patrick. Not happening. I I, I disagree. But 56 point uh, over under. They've got Kansas City. So you're favorite. taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills here. Ooh, can't wait. Uh, give me a bold take. Give me a bold take here. Bold take for me, even though the Chiefs find a way to win in the end, Josh Allen, I agree, is going to have a big day. My bold call is that Josh Allen by himself has 500 yards of offense. Spicy. Through the air and legs combined, he goes for over 500 yards. So I think that will make him the number one quarterback on the week. That is not bold from what we've seen from quarterbacks against Kansas City. Yeah, that's it'll also lead to Stefan Diggs, I think, finally being the number one receiver on the week. I think that's a high possibility. And I need too. him to perform to destroy you this week. Yeah, against because me. Yeah, something so I'm scared of that. Something one. we haven't brought up is that this week we put it on Twitter, but Travis and I actually play each other in two of our one in our in our home league and another in a money league that we're in. And we're we're facing each other. The home league's fifty bucks. Yeah. They're both fifty yeah, bucks. Yeah, they're both fifty bucks. But one of them is, is yeah, our heart yeah, and this soul. Is, I'm not doing so well in that league. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a rough year. You need I this. Need this. If, I, if I knock you down to one and four, I'll see you maybe. You, maybe you get to six seed. I don't know. That extra game we have this year could help me. Oh, could that's help true. me uh, kind of catch up. You do. You normally have to win eight games, so you would have to go on a on a yeah. tear, which you can. You got the For guys sure. to do it. Some moves might have to be made. Um, let's talk about some some relatively safe picks. Some things that we definitely think are going to happen this this week, though, in this game. For me, it's Zach Moss continues to get some touchdowns. He's going to bang him home. Uh, Kansas City's also really bad against the running back. So 
Uh, they actually have given up the most uh, running back touchdowns. So, oh god, this is just set so up for, Zach Moss. for these to actually work. Mine locked yeah, up Zach like Moss Fort is- Knox. Safest call of the week, I think, is going to be, and this actually fits right in with your Travis Kelsey prediction. I mean, uh, yeah. Tyreek Hill. I think Travis Kelsey goes for ten catches, locked in. He's going to get so many of those seven or eight yards, tough third downs in you the red zone. Like you, you cannot can't really, keep him from catching it ten times. Yeah. You can't bracket him. Like you can't like, like you can't double team him. Really, like you can Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like you can put a safety in a quarterback bra- bracket him, take him out. The last couple of games, he's been kind of neutralized, um, except for this one where he went. You know, he's the overall wide receiver one. Um, but th- I think that Travis Kelsey is going to have a game this week. I agree. That's a, that's a pretty, so what if you were going, safe y- if you have Stefan Diggs and he, he has a chance to be the number one wide receiver on the week. What if you're going against a Mahomes Kelsey combo in that matchup? How I'm does that a feel? Bad time, oh, Travis. okay. It feels bad. If you, look, <laughs> we're going to have a slugfest. Like, I can't. I wish I could just fast forward to Sunday night. We're going to be watching this game, and Diggs, it's going to be like Diggs, a bunch Kelsey. of smack talk. So much smack. Did you see that Diggs catch? Like, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to that game. Game of the year. Collinsworth on the call. Yeah. Love it. Yep. I look forward to this every week, man. Time for Does It Bounce? Does It Bounce? This week quarterback starting it off my quarterback that i think will bounce back tom brady he's facing a wounded miami team look they're not bad but they're not coached by bill belichick no one on that staff worked with tom brady for 20 some odd years uh, Miami's middle of the pack on defense, but Tom didn't throw a touchdown last week. I am willing to bet that changes. And you know what? I even think the running backs are going to get going in this game as well. That I was think a plural. Leonard Fournette has hold on, good... hold on. That was a plural that you just said there. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you referring Leonard to? Leonard Fournette's going to have a good game. Keyshawn Vaughn's going to have a good game. <laughs> no, um, don't do that. Yep. Yep. Giovanni Bernard's going to get healthy oh, and come go. back and play. Yep. <laughs> Um, that's all that come I on, can Ronald. think of on that side. <laughs> you need Ronald to come back. <laughs> I really do. Please. I have him everywhere. <laughs> but Tom Brady for me, um, my wide receiver pick for a bounce back one. Like, I don't care if he's designated as a tight end. He's a wide receiver in my book. Kyle Pitts. Wow. He is the wide receiver one this week facing the Jets in London, he's going to be the best European football player <laughs> this Sunday. He's making and a lot of fans look, over there. Oh, for sure. They're going to see that dude. I'm like, man, he's a really good player. And you know what? He is great. I think he gets his first touchdown this week. He's going to be playing in the early morning, and everybody You're knows manifesting that. manifesting right now for this match. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, look, this is the this is the best opportunity he's going to have. Calvin Ridley does not do overseas stuff. He lost his passport. He can't go. <laughs> so Kyle Pitts, fire him up. They are gonna they're going to just annihilate, or at least very much be in a competitive game. Because let's let's be honest, the Atlanta Falcons have looked bad. Um, but they face yep. the Jets, and I don't know who else you're gonna have other than oh God, Cordero Patterson. I swear, if you ruin this for me. 
We're gonna have some, gonna have some he words. Will. But he Kyle will. Pitts, fire him up, bounce him back this week. You've got him as, as your wide receiver one on the week. You, How many well, wide receiver better. ones are, are you allowed? Between he's, he he's, and Diggs and anybody else on your team, who no, else you got? He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be the wide receiver one, but he's the wide okay. receiver one on the Falcons. On the Falcons, my running back for this week, though, bouncing back from absolutely no yards last week. Damian Harris, negative rushing. Yeah. When you have look, he had a sickness last week, and he was prescribed the Texans. They're twenty eighth against the run. I'm just gonna leave it at they're just very, very bad. They're bad at football. They yeah. don't believe in. They don't. This year, they're like, we can take a year off from winning. We've already won a game. We're done with it. We don't need all that noise. Just blow us out, and we'll leave. And so that's what's going to happen. I think Bill – Bill, look, if there's one team that Bill Belichick loves just stomping on, it's the Texans. And this week he gets to. And Damian Harris, I think he – this this is the week he gets a touchdown or two and gets right back on track. So let's go, Damian. Fire him up. I love that pick. I've got a lot of shares of Damian Harris, so I really hope you're right on that one. My quarterback is going to bounce back. Ryan Tannehill, 18.82 last week without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is back, full participant at practice this week. The tank himself. Jacksonville is 30th in the league in pass yards allowed per game. This is a get-right game for Tannehill and A.J. Brown both. Um, a little lighter load for Derrick Henry is what I'm projecting in this one. After, listen to this, 108 touches in the last three weeks. Oh, in the last three weeks. My goodness. They're going to need to donate his kneecaps. I think they Detroit give him a little Lions bit of a break. I think they ride A.J. Brown to a double-digit catch day again. Kind of like what we saw. So what does a break mean? Uh, they- like what, twenty five touches instead of thirty? Like we just give I'm him. I'm calling a, little... a twenty two, twenty three. I'll call it twenty three touches total, including maybe one or two catches. Wide receiver Adam Thielen coming off of a six point week last week. We touched on him earlier. Don't need to spend a whole lot of time here. I think he and Jefferson have have pretty good days against Detroit. Um, he will climb back into the top fifteen on the week. And fingers crossed. Another Detroit Lion point. I think DeAndre Swift, they, I think he will be the hot hand because he's a freaking good player. He gave me the loss. Oh, wait, he is? Yeah, I, I will admit that every episode for the rest of the year. I did not do my research enough on Swift. Yeah. He yeah. was last week's big pick of the week. I took an L. But I noticed a trend, Dustin, in the first four weeks for DeAndre Swift. Oh, a 20-point week one, followed by a single-digit nine week two. He followed that up with another 20-point performance in week three and another single digit last week with 6.9 against Chicago. Very nice. Which would tell you, scientifically speaking... Right, much science here, a lot of science. ...that this would be a 20-plus point week. Oh, I like that. You so, know, there is one player that I have on both my teams that I'm playing... <laughs> Um, against you with this this week, and they it, they both happen to be DeAndre Swift. So I'm happy that you made this I really this do. Pick. I I think um, and this is not this is not uh, something that I like to do. I'm not conceding, but I am very worried that the projections are far off on our matchup as I'm projected to I win agree. at this point. I agree. 
I think it will be Patrick Mahomes having to do huge things with Travis Kelsey, which they've done before. He could. So, I hate that you have you have like the entire offense and, for the and Chiefs. Clyde. Yeah, I might go get yeah. another one here in the next couple of days just for that for that oh, game Sunday night. Uh, gross. Um, big picks of the week. Who do you got? Kick us off here. Yeah, big picks. I like big picks, and I cannot lie. My first quarterback big pick of the week. I've got Trey Lance who is projected to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. He's projected at 18.81 half-point fantasy points this week. And now for me, look, it's all about rushing upside uh, because a rookie quarterback against that good of a team doesn't always spell success. But we're talking fantasy here, and he's got legs that work really well. And especially in a game that could turn into a shootout or at the very least have some garbage time. You know, maybe he turned in a a game like Jalen Hurts had a few weeks ago where he just got it going on the ground late and he was able to pick up some yards. Arizona's really good on defense. But this year, surprisingly, they've allowed the seventh most rushing yards to the quarterback position. And if the game plan is to get Trey Lance outside the pocket because I trust Kyle Shanahan to use Lance better than Matt Nagy uses Justin Fields, I think this is going to spell a success and a W for me here at the quarterback position. Who's your quarterback pick, Travis? Let me ask you a question about Trey Lance okay. before I give okay. you mine. Do you think he's a really good or will be a really good quarterback, or is this a Kaepernick-Lamar Jackson type where the arm is going to have to come a long way? And for Lamar, it really did. Ka- uh, Kaepernick could sling it too, but do you think that Trey Lance – Sure. Let's just talk fantasy because that's what we do. Are you picking him to have a huge week just because of his legs, or do you think that he can give the 49ers a real shot in this game and be a, a good NFL quarterback? Hmm. I So a couple things to that question then, because for me, I think the success comes with his legs. I think that's a big reason why, because like I said, he's a rookie quarterback. I don't trust him to, you know, be that guy like he's not going to step in and be obviously Patrick Mahomes he's not going to step in and be Lamar Jackson even Lamar Jackson really struggled that first year in the league yeah like I I don't think he's necessarily as troubled well yeah I mean I guess the better way for me to word it is do you think he's much better in fantasy than he is in real life yes yes I do as far as team success for for the 49ers okay I I I agree 100 who's your quarterback man carry on oh mine quarterback yeah um yeah you talked about him already i got him down here as my quarterback of the week going for 27 or more points tom brady byron jones Xavier howard both very banged up i think they're both listed as questionable and like we both said earlier after a, a sloppy performance last week i think brady puts up a big one throws for four or five touchdowns in route to a 30 point day i think 27 is is mm. easily attainable for what he's going to do to miami he was going to be my pick and then i saw he was yours i love this he's going to go off he's going to yeah he's he's going to have a nice game those weapons my goodness mm. antonio brown another guy yeah i uh i wish i wasn't facing him this weekend <laughs> yeah yeah. You're loaded, man. This is dumb. He's gonna be he's gonna be real nice. How are you one at three? Uh that's we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to <laughs> next. All right, my running back big pick of the week. I like this pick. It just makes sense. Unfortunately, it's at the expense of the running back health for my Chicago Bears. David Montgomery out with a knee sprain. 
and Damian Williams comes in. He is facing a Raiders defense who are actually the seventh worst in fantasy points to the running back position. He is projected at 11.1 half point PPR points. I think he will beat that by five points because those are the rules here. We've been awful at predicting these, but I think this is... It's hard. I've had to really find some more stats, some more metrics that kind of help fuel my choices. I'm hoping Justin Fields is able to open up some more rushing lanes, some more dump-offs to the running back position. Damian Harris, especially, or Damian Williams, uh, rather, you know, PPR, half PPR, those short targets, those checkdowns. I love I'm it. hoping this is the, the, the week that I finally get another W because I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of <laughs> living in a van down by the river. <laughs> losing sucks. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's what they tell me. That's what you hear. All right, running back, man. Who's done a lot of winning for me at the running back position. I'm going to keep this train choo-chooing along. Corderell Patterson is somehow, even with Calvin Ridley saying, I'm not making the trip, Corderell is still projected 13 points in a half PPR. I do not get it. That's a lot. He is the the focal point of that offense, though. I mean – I feel like he's going to wake up and walk into the stadium and start with 70 or 80 yards. You know, let me So, let me All he has to do is find the end zone to get to 17 or 18 points. Yeah, I think touchdowns are fluky though because I'm not saying it can't happen it's the Jets. With Jets all yeah. dreams become reality. And uh Corduroy is interesting here because one They have no choice well, other than Pitts and and Mike Davis. Can I tell you what my worry is here? Um, because Let's hear it. my worry here is that he falls into game plan needed now. Like he's not going to be that gadget guy that can just throw in at the running back here and there. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I think he's going to be used more as a wide receiver this game, and they're going to stick more to Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman in the running game because the Jets are so bad. They, they're not having to find creative ways to rush the ball because the Jets are already so bad at, at rush defense. I think Mike Davis yeah. will be fine. I think I, I'm going to have him as a as a higher-end running back three, lower-end running back two this week um, because I think he can score. His likelihood to score touchdowns this week is pretty good. I don't think Corduroy I – I just feel like the floor, the floor for the Falcons offense in general against a team like the Jets, mm-hmm. even in London yeah. – is four hundred. Even in London. Yeah. The points there are gonna be in the metric system, like I've said. Even in London. Yeah, like the points, yeah, their floor. I was just adding fake drama. Gonna, yeah. Guys, you don't understand. The plane ride? The plane ride that they're gonna have to have? Way longer. Okay? You know how much water they have to cross? There was not a bus they can drive. I think I think even even with all of those trials and tribulations. They will have 400 to 450 yards of offense, passing and rushing combined. So Honestly, I think that they're going to – yeah. I don't see a world where he doesn't get 80 to 100 of those, and he's just a magnet for the end zone right now. I think that train keeps going. Yeah, I, I agree. He, I think he – solid chance to have an electric performance, especially since they play soccer on that field. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my... such a such a british name of their corduroy yeah it's corduroy it's corduroy uh my wide receiver big pick of the week actually comes as more of a general positional play because 
one guy's banged up. I don't know who's playing, but whoever is playing the wide receiver two position for the Washington football team, either Curtis Samuel or one Adam Humphreys, I choose these guys. One, if it's Curtis Samuel, I'm 100% in. He's only projected at 7.28 points. And Adam Humphreys down at 4.75. I'll even take whatever it is that Adam Humphreys changes to in his projections if Curtis Samuel is out. Diami Brown is also banged up. But they're both, Curtis Samuel and Diami, are in danger of missing this game. But the truth is, one of these guys has to go against or has the pleasure of being matched up against the awful, awful defense of the Saints' second cornerback, Paulson Adebo. He is the third worst cornerback in fantasy points allowed per game this year. And also, Logan Thomas is out now that he's on IR, and it should open up targets to whoever that number two option is. Side note, Antonio Gibson is also a flaming start this week, as I expect him to have some, even if J.D. McKissick is involved, have some higher target volume. I love it. That is a... Much riskier pick than I went. A.J. Brown is my big pick of the week. Big, big human being. Wow. Welcome to 2021, Mr. A.J. Brown. I think it. we will be saying it's about time. I don't think Julio suits up. I don't think that they will rush him back. Um, He's an old man. Great matchup. A.J. Brown, fresh legs. All the juice for A.J. Brown this weekend against Jacksonville. When I looked at what Jacksonville has given up to wide receivers, just individual players, my eyes got really wide, and I will run through it really quick. Week one, Brandon Cooks, 132 yards. Week two, Cortland Sutton, 159 yards. Week three, had two of them, A.J. Green over 100. Christian Kirk over 100. And then just last week, Tyler Boyd, 118 yards. This streak continues there's nothing Jacksonville can do even Urban Meyer himself will not be able to slow down AJ Brown he's got enough going on in his life right now to worry about AJ Brown so AJ Brown I think goes for 150 plus in a touchdown or two I like it I like it that's I have nothing to say in terms of what could possibly stop AJ Brown in this game there's not a defense on the field that's going to stop him and now that Julio's probably not going to play, even if Julio plays, A.J. Brown always has that slant to the end zone potential. I love it. I love that pick. Should we analyze the uh, the game film of Urban Meyer or just skip that? Let's, we could just skip that. We could, we'll just move on, Pat. We'll just grind on <laughs> over that. Leave that to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Let somebody else do that. Yeah, that's... Next. Look. <laughs> I was just kidding. I don't want to talk about My tight end big pick of the week. <laughs> it was going to be Kyle Pitts. I still believe he's going to outperform. But he's a receiver. He is anything he wants to be, Travis, okay. first of all. So they've got two guys on that team that can be anything they want to be, and they're both in our big picks. Yeah, I think that's kind of their thinking. Like we don't, Very we don't have to sign like multiple positions because we've got a wide receiver and running back, and we have a tight end and wide receiver. We're covered. Did you see what uh, Micah Parsons said on Twitter today? Is like, no. <laughs> I wish wish y'all would just respect me and stop asking what position I play. I'm a football player now. Like they moved me everywhere. Oh yeah, because they had to. I think the real football player is Corderell Patterson. Yeah, and. You're saying Kyle Pitts joins that elite group of you can He's put going me to get there. He's going to be just a weapon. All right. But my real pick, 
So since he's a receiver, who is your real My tight end? My real tight end pick for this week is one Dawson Fort Knox. He is very safe this week. He's projected only at 7.92 half-point PPR That's points in this insane game. He's facing the ninth worst defense against the tight end position, and my, oh, my, does that boy fly. He's going to get in the end zone this week. Like, I, I think Josh Allen had – over under percentage-wise that Josh Allen throws five touchdowns this game. Oh, man. Like I'll put it I'll put it fifty percent. Over or under fifty percent. Oh, well under. You think it's under fifty percent? I think he runs oh, okay. for one or two and throws for three. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he threw for five touchdowns. Dawson Knox. Yeah. If you're looking uh, for Dawson Knox four touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah. And that he's having he's on one fire. of those years. He's having one he of those is. years where he's going to end up a top six tight end and then we're gonna look back and i can't even repeat it and the answer is no but he's having a great year he is robert tunyon ask robert tunyon how he's doing ask yeah he's like he's like i used to be dawson knox speaking of robert tunyon that is my big pick of the week oh, at tight wow. end i didn't even see that yes what a tie is projected six six point four five projected on the week I just can't quit you, Robert Tunyon. One point in three of the last, or three of four weeks so far this year. You probably think about We're going to turn this around. I think he just needs, I think he's kind of like, um, and this may be a stretch, but I think he's, he needs an Andy Reid type manager here to believe in him, even though he's had some failures. The difference in Bruce yeah. Arians and... Andy Reid, with how they handled a running back fumbling, is night and day. And look what Clyde has done since. Andy Reid said, you're yeah. my guy. I believe in you. Let's go. Yeah, and Bruce Whereas Aaron Ronald Jones like, has not seen the field. Yeah, pack ridiculous. your bags, Ronald. You're gone. It's ridiculous. But Robert Tunyon, huh? That's your yeah, pick. Wraps up the big picks of the week. That's a big guy to wrap that up. 6-5. Let's yeah. get a touchdown this week. Big Rob, I like it. That's a solid pick. What a way to round that out. This is going to be a fun week. A fun week. It is. I cannot wait to be blowing up the Twitters with my guys outperforming your team. I For sure. We will give them live updates because it's going to be a slugfest. But I do have a final question of the night, our Thursday oh, tradition. I thought we were going to You I can I continue to think that I will forget it, but it brings so much joy to my life to ask you these um, questions. I'm glad. That's what I live for. There's only one tonight. Last week, there was three. All right. Hit me with this question, man. The would you rather question of the week. Would you rather talk like Yoda? Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Or breathe like Darth Vader. Do I get to talk like Darth Vader? Um, and I don't just mean Yoda's voice. I mean the way he oh, talks, man. which is absolutely obnoxious. You would have zero friends. Like the way he talks, yeah. But if you're walking around like... People would be like, let's not bring him. Let's just not bring yeah. him. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what, guys? I think we're... You guys want to go to dinner? Oh, no, not you, Dustin. Sorry, we're, the table's full. The table that we're, we're using is full. I guess I talk like Yoda, because I think, I think people be like, yeah... I just yeah, just I really, would uh I would take the Darth Vader one just so that we could have that combo. This podcast so. would actually be more of a challenge. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah, I'd be into it. I would uh I would do it for sure. I love it. Yeah, we get absolutely no listeners, but I'm I'm for that. I'm for that change in my life. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like please, please. We'll do whatever we can. <laughs> yeah, that's that you know that one wasn't so bad. I'm a huge there Star Wars go. fan, so good. I'm doing better. Good way to end it, nerding out. Uh, that is the end of the show, though. Week five is upon us. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. Good luck to everyone out there. Hit us up on Twitter with your start sit questions. Any questions regarding fantasy life, football, or Dawson Knox? <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Thanks, everyone. Go get a win. Losing sucks.